the Ivy League conference preview of the college basketball experience on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Underdog has just added pick'em scorchers where you can win a hundred times. That's right, turn five into five hundo in just one game. Plus, every Sunday they're giving away a hundred thousand dollars. Use the promo code SGPN at Underdog Fantasy for a one hundred percent deposit bonus up to five hundred dollars. We're also brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, a sports researching platform for parlays, player props, game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets or visit hofbets.com. Promo code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today. And you know what? That filthy load management NBA is back. So get over there to the NBA Gambling Podcast to celebrate. We're giving away an NBA Gambling Podcast hoodie. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash NBA dog for all details. Yes. Yes. Yes, 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 woo-wee. Welcome to the College Basketball Experience Ivy League. We're talking Ivy League, private school pussy league. Here we go. You know, the Ivy League, they got to the Sweet 16 last year. Pick Dundee's out tonight, and, you know, he's going to he's gonna be in and out, you know, but you know what? The show must go on, and if you're wondering who you're listening to, I am Moneyline Mac, a.k.a. the former, former video coordinator for Bob Huggins and Frank Martin. And everybody knows this guy joining me. You know, he's a, I don't know what Colby says. He's got a LeBaron. He's, <laughs> <laughs> he's got the LeBaron. You know, he's he's the kind of guy that would freaking uh, find a way to get over there, whether he's got a tank of gas or whatever Colby says. And he is Noah Beanick, the guy behind the scenes, 77. What's up, brother? How's it going, Mac? Um, I hear that I you had, what? <laughs> I said I forgot what Colby did for his intro with uh with, with the LeBaron. I got it's it just like it flows off his tongue, and I'm like, what did he say about the LeBaron and, and then the the gas tank? I I, I lost track. So anyway, <laughs> Noah Beanick. Uh yeah, man, dude. So just to assess the situation here, Colby's currently in the process of moving out of his place, moving yes. into a new place, a bigger place. And there's going to be a few of these many uh, smaller conferences that Mac and I are going to take care of. And we'll bring on maybe a guest or two, uh, just if you want three screens. But yeah, that's kind of how we're going to handle it here, because we're going to be going almost every day for the next two weeks, hammering out these shows, uh, getting ready for November 5th, night one of every night talking and picking every single college basketball game of the season, Mac. Are you ready? Oh, I was born ready, man. You, you mentioned it. We are uh, two weeks from tomorrow, so we're on the eyes. Go check out all our uh, conference previews. We've done what yeah. all the A conferences, all the Bs, including the Big 12, best league in America. Big 10s, <laughs> also great league. Big East is great. We got a couple more big ones coming up. But, yeah, go check out all those. Those are on the feed. But we got to go on with the Ivy League. Noah, uh, I mean, what's your first thoughts when we talk Ivy League other than private school pussies so <laughs> my my first take on this one is i think this is going to be the shortest conference preview that we do all season long there's only eight teams there's a lot of continuity 
Uh, not much transfer portal action, which is wonderful for us uh, previewing and handicapping uh, these conferences in the preseason here. So um, you obviously have Princeton, who made the Sweet 16 run. They lose a couple of pieces from that good run. Uh, obviously, they treated you very well. You hit on two money lines on that uh, from them in that tournament. Uh, but also Yale, the one seed, the team that won the Ivy League last year, who got screwed. They had to play the Ivy League tournament on Princeton's campus. They lost to the Tigers in the Ivy League tournament final. Um, they're back. They reloaded. Um, they don't lose much at all from last year's team. And this year they won't have to worry about facing the home team on their home court in the Ivy League Conference Tournament, the way that this tournament is is set up. It's so dumb. I'll talk about it multiple times with a couple of these teams. But it's only four teams, um, single elimination, in a random gym, and they've rotated the gyms from 2017 on. This year it's going to be Columbia. So, Yale, you won't have to worry about a home team (laughs) defending their home court in the conference tournament. Such a stupid fucking league. I, 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 I I'll, I'll be the unpolitical. You, you're the politically correct guy. I'm the unpolitically correct. This league sucked. Uh, but you know, let, let's rewind all the way. Any league that cancels their fucking basketball season because of COVID, give me a fucking break. So I hate the Ivy League, but I will say I did take Princeton against Arizona yes. when Colby had Arizona as his national champion. They, they treated us well. I had Princeton winning the conference tournament last year. I had them actually winning the regular season, which didn't come through but i still i went back to it because i i love uh awoma who's unfortunately he's moved on from princeton but uh yeah uh mitch henderson has something go good going there he's made the ivy league conference tournament final or at least the tournament uh four years in a row Indeed. And yeah, yeah. Uh, like Rob said, R- R- Princeton brought us uh, a lot of happiness. <laughs> and you know, what the best part was I gave out Princeton money line. Like it was like, give out two big time dogs. It, it was like, all right, I'll go Princeton. It was like and the Grand- end of end of one of the shows that we did. In yeah. Vegas. And I go Princeton and Grand Canyon and this one jackass troll. And he goes, nice Grand Canyon pick. I'm like, hey, buddy. If you go one for two on plus 900 dogs, that's a pretty fucking good day. I don't know if you know how math or gambling works, but I think if you go one for two on on plus 900, that's that's profitable. Yeah. Speaking of a jackass troll, you you took Princeton on the money line against Colby's national champion. (laughs) That was awesome. Sweating that out in Vegas is he's literally got his national champion going up against your money line. Somebody was going to come out happy and it just made great content as I was filming uh, Colby's reactions live. Oh my God, it was priceless. <laughs> yeah. The only thing that I was missing was if I just had a little glass of wine right here and then a little bit of cheese and go, come on, wine and cheese, go Ivy league. But yeah. Go Tigers. Um, yeah. Go, ti- go, ti- go Tigers. Uh, go Tigers. I, that, that, that at least uh, numb the pain a little bit from West Virginia losing to Maryland just, just an hour before that. So at least I had that going. All right. No, let's, uh, uh so, sorry. I got to get this paid. You know, I mean, I'm not, I'm used to having picked Dundee, you know, so a lot of people like to say Stockton and Malone, the pick and roll, but we got to go over and get, uh, get us paid because we're brought to you by underdog fantasy. Underdog fantasy is a way to play alongside your favorite football team all season long. Underdog just introduced scorchers. Simply go on five for five and pick them scorchers and enjoy a spicy, spicy 100 times payout. And for limited time, Underdog is extending the first deposit bonus up to $500. $100,000 Sundays continue on Underdog Fantasy. Ten lucky players will win 
$10,000 each, man, they're really rubbing it in with the freaking Cardinals costing me about 20 grand a day on that freaking 11 legger that I should have had. But anyway, the show goes on. Uh, tomorrow, you know, talk about an underdog play. I like tomorrow night, Monday night football, probably going to look to the unders. I, I, I think Sam Fran defensively will come out and, and, and be focused coming off the loss. But I also think Minnesota needs the game. So Texas Rangers I'll, money line. Oh, game seven. I like it. <laughs> I, you know, I, I, the only problem is Scherzer's on the mound, and Scherzer is a fucking oh, he's choke. one of my boys. He's a he, <laughs> he's a tiger. He he's like Verlander. I'm right? hoping he, for Scherzer Verlander in he, some capacity, he, like he, bringing Verlander in the fourth, maybe. <laughs> you don't you hey you don't know who to pick. You got Scherzer, you got Verlander. So Noah's giving out. Get over there and bet Scherzer props over on Underdog Fantasy. Watch alongside, make your picks, and maybe make a little bit of cash over on Underdog's mobile app. Uh, or website underdogfantasy.com. And when you use the sign up code, use the promo code SGPN, Underdog will double your first deposit up to $500. Underdog Fantasy promo code SGPN. Hey, and you know what? The NBA is back, I guess. Um, load management <laughs> is back. So get over there, the NBA Gambling Podcast, where you can win a free hoodie. I mean, you know what? I like to shit on the NBA, but. Our guys over at the NBA Gambling Podcast really do a phenomenal job. Moonoff, Terrell, Scott, those guys do a great job. Um, and they're giving away a hoodie. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash NBA dog to submit a screenshot of you playing an NBA underdog, even though all the favorites win, using the promo code SGPN, and one random winner will win a NBA Gambling Podcast hoodie. Just go over to underdogfantasy.com slash NBA dog. All righty, we're back on the college basketball experience, talking Ivy League, private school pussies. Here we go. First up in this wine and cheese crowd league, who do we got? We're going the Brown Bears, right? Correct. The Brown Bears. Pulling up my Brown Bears. Coming off 14 and 13, 7 and 7. Tied for fourth in the Ivy League. Mike Martin in his 12th year. You know, you can always – the transfer portal is not as a big an issue in the Ivy League compared to other leagues because, well, you got to get the kids in school. So, um, yes, no is drink, gin, <laughs> drinking a – sorry, I can't talk – drinking a ginger ale. Uh, key departures, Paxson, Woj kick, 15 points a game. Dan Friday, 8 points a game. Perry Cohen, 4 points a game. But, hey, they got, they got some pieces coming in. They got some freshmen. Um, like I said, it's hard – for any of these Ivy League schools to bring in anything from the portal, they will lose kids to the portal because probably some of these kids are like, let me get the fuck out of here so I can go play at a real school and not have to go to an Ivy League school. Um, keynote freshman. Here we go, Colby. Nafarmaro Dabo. Uh, <laughs> there's like a Colby before he stumbled uh, Luke Paragon, Adrian Uchundo. Malcolm Risby, Jefferson. Um, they do have a lot of guys back um, from the team last year. I kind of, I kind of like this team. I, I, I thought that they were frisky as a dog last year. I thought that they were right there last year to win the league. Um, what's your take on this team, Noah? The Brown Bears, Brown brown cocaine bears <laughs> yeah, there you go yes. uh brown they had one of the best defense defenses last season they return their starting point guard who averaged 17 points per game and kino lily jr 
their starting front court that put up 18 and a half points and 14 and a half boards a game last year. And <clears throat> according to Lucas Harkins and the Almanac, before Kalu Anya's injury last season, the Bears, they had the second best uh, rebounding rate in the country, defensive rebounding rate in the country, grabbing 79% of the defensive free balls. Uh, Mike Martin's defense is going to keep Brown in games, and the D-Gen himself, Keno Lilly, uh, could put the team on his back in some rock fights as he's just a natural-born scorer. Uh, I think the Bears could be feisty. They, they are a, a possible four-team playoff team uh, in the Ivy League for sure. I for, I forgot that they have a four team or two. It, 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 it's called it, 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 would we define this as the college basketball Ivy League invitational, like uh, like we and, do with college football. And also, I mean, we skipped over this uh, home court name. It's the Pizzatola Sports Center. Let's just call this the Pizzeria or the Pizza Shop. Pizzeria, yes. Brown's Gym. The that's the Pizzatola Sports Center. I like. That. Yeah. Yeah, no, I I like that too. Um, I kind of with you. I kind of like this as a middle of the pack team. Mike Martin in his what twelfth season, just diving into what he's done over the previous eleven seasons. They, they, I mean, they they've never finished over fourth. They it seems like they're always sixth or seventh, and then on the good years they finish fourth. It kind of feels like they finish between four and five here once again. Um, it's about where I have them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is, this is middle of the pack team. I'm not in love with this team. Um, other than their name is the Brown cocaine bears. <laughs> Colby, what do you think? Oh wait, Colby's not here. Uh, all right, let's move along to the next team in the Ivy league. And if we're going alphabetical, that means we're going to the Columbia, the Columbia lions who are where Colby's at right now. He isn't, he isn't. No, Columbia. I'm kidding. <laughs> He was in Columbia and you know, Columbia was not very good last year, seven and 22 overall two and 12 in Ivy league play. And that's not very good at all. Jim angles in his eighth season. Um, so, I mean, they don't really lose a lot. They all, they only lose one guy and he only averaged five points a game. Cameron Shockley, a cocky. I mean, what the fuck is up with all these names being freaking? All these hyphens, I don't know what's going on. So uh, they bring in a couple of freshmen here. Arup, Arup. Wow. All right. All name, name team. <laughs> yeah. Richard Nowicki. Nicolo Romanlali from Sydney, Australia. I mean, what the heck? Can anybody have a – can I get like a John Smith or something in here? Like just a nice normal name to read? Um, Max so, not used to new, uh, naming the – reading yeah, off the names. God, God damn, I feel like I'm reading <laughs> off fucking BYU's football team right now. Uh, or Hawaii. I, God. Um, Columbia sucks, man. Uh, they they were terrible. They I remember we had to bet them the one time just because they were an island game, but they're so yeah. bad. Standalone um, game, baby. Lock it up. Out <laughs> of eight teams, they'll probably finish ninth. <laughs> What's your take on them? Give me some. Give me. Give me some positivity on the Lions. Yeah, I, I don't think the Lions get out of the cellar either this year. Uh, in an age of the transfer portal, the Ivy League, it's nice because there aren't many changes when it comes to uh, newcomers and guys that are leaving teams for other programs but for columbia they bring back 98.3 percent of their minutes from last year but 
they probably were one of those teams that needed a little bit of a shakeup <laughs> losing yes. or bringing yes. in a key contributor. <laughs> so that didn't happen. And I, I don't think that Jim Engel's team is catching anybody in uh, like passing them in league standings this year. So uh, the one bright spot on this roster last year, I mean, he had some games where he kind of took over. And if you go through the box scores, the games that they won, Geronimo, Rubio, De La Rosa, Tended, like had a tendency to just go off in some yes. of these games. So uh, he treated me all right in some props uh, that I played last year. But other than that, like on, on a Friday, uh, a prop play, <laughs> uh, Columbia has got nothing for me. No, what if I told you the last three seasons that they've actually played? The, the one year they didn't play and they should be disqualified for life for not playing. Um, Last year, seven and twenty-two. The year before that, four and twenty-two. The year before the the COVID cancellation year, six and twenty-four. That my math skills aren't the best, but that's seventeen and sixty-eight. Seventeen and sixty-eight. I mean that. I mean that. That that's got. I mean, yeah. This what's honestly, what's the conference I'm, record? I'm I'm kind of surprised that he still has a job, to be honest. I mean, you got to love the, all the continuity, though, in this league. Like, I ain't complaining. <laughs> it's easy. Yeah, it's easy I, 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 you know what? Hey, Colby missed out. This is actually an easy one to read from the yep. portal standpoint. Yes. So, yeah, this team's bad. This is going to be last place. I got them eight, too. Can't even, can't even twist it that there's no. something positive. All right, let's move along. I, t- I did. I touched on Geronimo. He's got a great name, and he had a tendency to break some games last year. But that's – that's the positive part of that team. Who do they open up with? That that's what oh I'm lord, <laughs> that's what we're going to right now. Uh, they open with Providence. All right, Kim English first game up up there in the northeast of the twenty dunk. point dog to Providence, according to Torvik. <laughs> As Colby would say, lay it. <laughs> uh, yeah, this team, this team's bad. This, At least they'll start two and two. They play Bard on November twelfth, and then SU New York Delhi. No, the the uh, Sunny Delhi, the Sunny Delhi game four. How about that? Hey, yeah. are they good? I, I don't they know. Start I, two and two. <laughs> Uh, I mean, they they make a wicked ham sandwich over there at the Sunny Deli on Wednesday, November 15th. I'll tell you (laughs) what, Sunny Deli might be live in that game. They 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 might go into Columbia and beat the Ivy Ivy Leaguers. They might. <laughs> uh, which Rob said, I can personally guarantee I will not be betting on them. Yeah, uh, Rob, I bet you you will at some point. You will bet a Columbia game. <laughs> the the worst very- part, <laughs> the worst part about it is tonight we're doing Ivy League and then the the MAC, the MAAC, MAAAC. And <laughs> Friday nights last year were my worst nights betting college basketball because you had the Ivy League, you had yeah. the AAC and then you had the MAC, the MAC. So I would typically only bet like the one or the two MAC, like one MAC games. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I would go like one and one or like whatever. But uh, these these two leagues that we're covering tonight were like some of the least fun to handicap throughout the season. Because I mean, the Ivy League, a lot of it is pretty tight. I mean, None of none of the experience really plays a, a huge factor because everybody almost comes back on all these rosters. So it, it kind of like which team's hot at the right time at, at the end of last year because Cornell was sitting atop of the standings uh, last year for most of the yes. regular season. And then they go two and eight in their final 10 games or whatever they did. So uh, just at any point, the training wheels can fall off the bike and the, the four-year-old 
is missing their parent behind them. <laughs> yeah, hey, you know what, Noah? I'm uh, I'm not big into lecturing people on how much to bet, bankroll management, whatever the, yeah. the, the term. But I just made a note to myself: do not bet more than one percent of what you have uh, accoladed or <laughs> in, in your allotment for gambling for the entire year on an Ivy League game, just because it's a standalone game. Because I know when it's right there, a little wine and cheese crowd, five five o'clock Friday night game, I will be so tempted to be like, "Oh yeah, just I could, de- I could definitely just find see a player prop. Just find yeah, a player I, prop instead of a side. <laughs> I say that, and then I'll be like, oh, I'm all over the Cornell Big Red against Yale. And that goes right into the Big Red. Get there your chewing gum out because the Cornell Big Red are here, baby. Plus 550 to win the Ivy League. Like uh, Noah said it, man. 17, 11, 7-7. I mean, definition of mediocre last year. But they were right there in Ithaca, New York. Brian Earl in his eighth season there. Another team that brings back a lot. They do lose Greg Dolan, 13 points a game last year, but another bunch of guys, uh, freshmen. I mean, (laughs) these Ivy League guys love the freshmen. It's like that they're living in 2010 and everybody else is coaching in 2023-24. They get Hayden Franson over from Snow College. Okay. Um, (laughs) Freshman class includes Ian Amugwu, Jacob Beckles, and Jake Figgin. I kind of like this team. I kind I kind of like this team to definitely be right there to contend for the Ivy League tournament. They're coming off back-to-back appearances of the that stupid invitational the four teamer. Um <laughs> what, what's your take on, on on the big red chewing gum? So for me, they were one of my early season darlings last year until, you know, they kind of burned me stumbling down the stretch with a tougher schedule. Um, the, the big red, they had the number one scoring efficiency in the Ivy league last year. They do lose their top scorer and Greg Dolan, uh, from a season ago, like you mentioned, but their projected starting five contains four seniors and a junior. That junior point guard is Nazir Williams, who had a great year last year, 13 points per game and 41% shooting from behind the arc. I think that he's going to have to step up as that main scoring option. And typically like if you have a point guard that can create his own shot in the Ivy league, that typically ends, um, you know, you're going to do a little bit better. Um, if you just eliminate some other factors, just get this kid the ball. You don't have to yeah. to, to pass it. He can make his own shot. Uh, I think Cornell can remain as one of the Ivy League's NCAA tournament uh, contenders here. I agree. And, and, you know, I like it. I mean, I'm looking looking at the projected starting five. They're, I mean, they're starting four out of five seniors. And that's a hard team not to get behind unless it's the Columbia seniors because, I mean, <laughs> you there's a difference between experience and then yeah. good, like good experience. I mean, there's, there's a lot of teams that are quite experienced in the, yes. I'll say yeah, that, so. this team is one games. I mean, Rob's talking about in the chat right now, go youtube.com. So that's the college experience. If you want to hop in the chat, um, Cornell did start strong as shit. I mean, they lost to BC the first game, should have won that game. Then, you know, they got right. We just talked about it. They got right against the sunny deli. They had a hell of a freaking foot long Turkey sandwich there. Hold the mayo. I mean, good God. Uh, it, and then they lost to Miami. They lost to Miami in overtime in a game that they should have won. 107-105. Competed with Syracuse. They were really impressive in the non-con and kind of hit a wall there in February. They 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 kind of petered out down the stretch. Yeah, 100%. I'm, I'm right there with you. Like, that was a good team, and they – 
they lose their best player, but they bring back all those other pieces and they still have a, a really good dynamic point guard in Nazir Williams, who I think could take them to uh, Ivy League tournament for sure. Yeah. This this is a team we we're gonna want to back as a dog early. I think I, they've had experience with these bye games, so make a mental note. We want to back them, especially when they play Syracuse, a young Syracuse team. So, uh, unfortunately, the Sunny Deli is not on the schedule, so no ham sandwich for uh, the Big Red here this year. Um, all right, let's go over. Let's go into the D's because we got the Dartmouth Dartmouth, the Big Green. Disappointing last year. 10 and 18, 6 and 8 in the Ivy League. They lose Dame at Ad, El Dickon. Uh, no, at Alicon. I don't know. Whatever it is. He averaged 14 points a game. So either way, however you pronounce it, Dame averaged 14 points a game. Big loss. Cam Kristawayak, five points a game. But they bring in a couple freshmen, just like all these other teams Nico Abursa. Uh, freshman Ben Brown, Patrick Tavon Jr. Um, another old team here. Another kind of next man up mentality. They are going to miss Dame. I, I'm not going to try and butcher his last name once again. Could you see Dartmouth taking a step here, Noah? So they've missed the Ivy League tournament by one game in each of the last two seasons. The big green, they they lose their best player from last year in Dame. I'm gonna try it, Adelican. Um, but they Better have <laughs> they they have two of the top seven returning Ivy League scorers from a year ago in point guard Ryan Cornish and stretch forward Dusan Neskovic. Uh, with that bitter taste of falling just a game short of the Ivy League's top four in the last two seasons, Dartmouth is definitely a candidate to play for a ticket to the big dance if they can improve. They had two big uh weaknesses from last year's team they were ranked 227th in defensive efficiency on ken palm and uh turnover they were they were prone to turnover issues uh they ranked 210th which was last in the ivy league according to ken palm so uh if you can fix either one of those issues i think you can make the one game jump because there are i i think i can argue two teams that were in that top four last year that are going to take a step back I kind of agree with you, and and and, and Rob, Rob once again makes a good point. They they struggled early, but they did come on late a little bit. They they were covering some games as dogs. Maybe maybe they end up being the Friday night darling that uh, we were forced to bet on in standalone <laughs> games. Um, I, what, what's the ceiling you could see for this team? Do you think this team could get over the hump and get to the four team invitational? I, I think the ceiling is fourth for a fucking Dartmouth. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, no, I, I think I agree. I, I think, I think this could. It's a big year for uh, Dave Mc, uh, McLaughlin. McLaughlin. Uh, he McLaughlin. 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 However the hell you pronounce it. He's in his eighth year. Um, he, he, he's in, he's in need of a big year. I look at what McLaughlin's done over his tenure at Dartmouth. Well, you look at that TVDBJ in the chat is talking about Ben Brown. Who's a fresh freshman coming in from the Manchester magic. We're assuming that kid's from England. So <laughs> probably it sounds like it. Uh, McLaughlin was really good at Stonehill Stonehill. Who's now a division. Well, uh, one team, I think in the America East, um, NEC, I think. NEC, NEC. They all blend together. Uh, Dartmouth, <laughs> I mean. All that Northeast basketball. Yeah, all that bullshit. Uh, McLa- that. McLaughlin, yeah, good God. Uh, 
he's finished sixth or eighth in every single year there. I kind of feel like he need he needs to get to the dance here this year. For the 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 Ivy League dance. The, <laughs> there you go. Uh, yeah, not not the big dance. He I think he needs to get in the top four or definitely gonna be uh be on the hot seat. Dartmouth starts at Cameron Indoor. Good luck. Uh lay it. Uh sorry. Their their non-con is tough. They they've got at Duke, at St. Louis, at Vermont. <laughs> lay, it, first- lay it, lay it, lay <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah, I mean they started bad last year, so maybe they're a team that we we uh they get overly inflated on the bad side and, and maybe we can back them as dogs once we After- get to Ivy League play. After that first three weeks, it kind of cools down. So that's probably when you start to back them. But I, I wouldn't do it until December. I agree. All right, let's move along in this Ivy League. And next up, do we get Harvard? Is Harvard on deck? Yes. We do got we got the Crimson, who finished 14 and 14 last year, 5 and 9 in Ivy League. Played Tommy Amaker already in the 17th year. I couldn't believe that when I read that. They have been a team that's been really hurt by the portal. Really good teams in the mid 2010s um, to, to 2020. Uh, lose some more guys. Chris Ledlam averaged 19 points a game. Iden Tretot averaged 10 points a game. Samuel Silverstein averaged seven. Luca Sakota, another seven points. I mean, they lose a shitload. Um, Bringing some more freshmen, just like everybody else. Malik Mack, Xavier. Nesbitt Thomas Baddies Babies. I don't know how you pronounce it. He's from DC. Um, Luca Ace Nakasidi. Um, mm. Harvard feels like a team that's gonna take a step back. I I I I think the COVID year really killed this program, man. Yeah, I think so too. Tommy Amaker has his work cut out for him this year. Harvard, they lose. So much production, including a season-ending injury in the preseason to the best player in Evan Nelson, uh, something with his Achilles. So the the, Crim- the Crimson, they don't bring any production in through the portal either. So this team's going to be rough. And for a Harvard program that typically is all right, I think some of the markets and betters will be caught off guard early on this season. Uh, the Crimson, they're an easy fade for me uh, in the first month or two. And then we'll reassess their game-to-game situation as Ivy League play begins. Um, and I was I was talking about uh, the beginning of the non-con, taking a look at it here. Um, <clears throat> I think uh, some potential spots. They go to uh, Rice, and Torvik has Rice as a seven-point favorite. Um, Rice isn't a team that jumps off the page. I'd actually argue that Harvard's more of a household name than Rice basketball. Um, and then Boston college, 11 and a half they're laying there. Then they go to Indiana. Like, I I think they probably get steamrolled in a couple of these big contests. Yeah. I mean, no, I'm looking, I'm looking at Amaker's resume. I mean, you talked, we talked about how they've been a different program on the backside of the, the COVID cancellation year. It's still stupid. I'll keep adding that in there that they canceled a freaking year for that. Absolute joke. Uh, 27 and 27 overall in Ivy League. This is what's really disappointing. 10 and 18 in Ivy League place in, in the last two years. The 12 years prior to that, the COVID year that they canceled, they had won 18 plus games 11 out of 12 years. So they that program was absolutely rolling. They went to the NIT 
three of those years, the CIT one year, and four straight NCAA tournaments from 2012 through 2015. This program has completely fallen off on the tail side of COVID, unfortunately. And I don't see it getting, I mean, I don't see them making a big jump here this year. And I think we're both in agreement. Yeah, I have them in the bottom half of the Ivy League. What do you think of Tommy Amaker? I know he's a he he was at he was at Michigan. He he's he's a Washington I mean, DC. He's done a great job there, but yeah, they've what kind he's of hit, done hit there a wall is there. great. And they're not I don't think they're gonna find somebody that's done it better. I mean, they were uh I mean a couple of years in a row, they were 12, 13, 14th seed that would give the lower seeds hell. So yes. I, I think it's tough to it's obviously a tough job. And to try and replace somebody like Amaker, I think would be a hard thing to do. Yeah, I, I, I think he's safe. I, I'm just – if I'm him, I, I, I'd want to jump. I, I'd want to jump somewhere else where kind of I've maximized everything I've done at Harvard. Uh, they're not investing in, in athletics more than any more than they have in the past. It's kind of, like you said, status quo pro there where they just expect you to win, but they're not investing into the program like they should if they want to take a step because they're the Ivy League, so – I definitely think he, he should jump, but maybe he just likes being a part of that Harvard culture mentality and that elitist group that they pride themselves on at Harvard and in the Ivy League. That was a nice way of me saying all that, by the way. I I mean, I kind of agree with you, like all the way. Yeah. So. All right. Well, We'll talk about the rest of the Ivy League, but we first got to talk about Hall of Fame bets because you got to win bigger by betting smarter this NFL season with Hall of Fame bets, the sports betting analytics platform for parlays, player props, game lines. Research every NFL, NBA, MLB, and soccer bet with historical data information. Enter any parlay idea into Hall of Fame bets. Revolutionary parlay optimizer tool to get hit rates broken down each and every leg so you know which one has the best value stop betting in the dark and join over 30,000 users researching hall of fame bets to craft a more intelligent data-driven parlay download the hall of fame bets app visit hofbets.com promo code sgpn to get 50 percent off your first month today start researching start winning with hall of fame bets And we're back on the college basketball experience talking Ivy League hoops. And we're going to move along in this slate, slate conference, whatever we call it. Um, Next up, we got them trying to go in alphabetical order. The Penn, the, the, the Quakers. Penn Quakers had a good year last year, 17 and 13, 9 and 5 in Ivy League play. Um, Correct me if I'm wrong. Penn finished, yes, Penn lost in overtime to Princeton in the finale. Then they lost by seven in the semifinal. Could have been the Penn Quakers that were there in the Sweet 16. Um, Quakers had a good year, like I said. They finished 17 and 13. Steve Donahue, and we remember him from the Cornell Big Red before he went over to Boston College. They play at the the the, the famous Philly court. Um the Palestra, I always yeah. picture that name. Palestra. Rob, uh, Rob is saying the no air conditioning in the Palestra is a huge home court advantage. <laughs> yes, it is. Yes, it is. But you know, they did lose a lot. Jordan Dingle, he's out of here. Twenty-three points a game. Big, big loss. Uh, Lucas Monroe, five points a game. 
Jonah Charles, four points a game. Max Lorca Lloyd, three points a game. They did get a little bit of the portal over from Cal State Northridge. Johnny Walters coming in. Rest of it, just like everybody else, freshman Sam Brown. Finally a normal name. Sam Brown, shout out to you, my friend. Augie Gerhardt, Tyler Perkins, Nick Polonsky come in on the freshman front. I like Donahue. I like the culture. I actually saw this team in person, got eyes on them. They came to Morgantown in November. They run their shit, man. They run that freaking Ivy League, Princeton bullshit offense. There's the high post, back cut, all that pretty boy stuff. Wine and cheese offense is what I like to call it. A little cha-cha-cha. Um, they're going to miss Dingle, no doubt. But, I mean, I, I trust Donahue and the culture. I still got this as a top three team with a chance to win the league once again. Ooh. I think you're a little bit higher than me because this is this is one of the uh, four. Uh, I, I said two of the four uh, Ivy League tournament attendees from last year. I think they're t- taking a step back. And I think the Quakers are one of them. Uh, Penn loses the nation's leading scorer in Dingle. And now this roster, it looks like the cupboard's bare. Um, Clark Sayshirt, uh, that's my best sh- uh, shot at pronouncing that, uh, Slay Shirt. Uh, their point guard. <laughs> he averaged 13 and a half points per game, and he seems like he's going to be the guy that steps up into that number one scoring option. But I still expect the Quakers to kind of take a step back um, from the nation's 50th ranked offense. <laughs> a lot of that due to Dingle, um, especially since we're talking about they had the second worst defensive efficiency in Ken Palm uh, in the Ivy League last year. So I, I think the offense is going to take a step back. And I, I don't really see much improvement on this roster. If anything, I think they get a little bit worse. So uh, just by Newton's law, what goes up must come down. I've got Penn outside the top four in the Ivy League this year. Ooh. What if I told you Donahue hasn't finished outside the four since his first year? That'd be – I mean, I, I got nothing to add on that. I just yeah. – I'm just handicapping the roster here. <laughs> yeah, Don, Donahue is Mr. Ivy League. He tried to bring that Ivy League shit into the ACC and yeah, 54 and 76 years or uh, four years later, boom, back to the Ivy League with Penn for after a quick stint at Boston College, Chestnut Hill. Um, I mean, something tells me, not something, I, I feel like I'm not going to say that they're going to be better without um, Dingle, but – with the way that they run their offense, which requires so much ball movement, passing, sharing the ball, a guy that's such a high-volume guy like that, I kind of feel like their offense is going to flow better and they won't miss him as much as I think the general public will realize. What I are mean, your thoughts on that? Slayshirt, their projected point guard, only had two assists a game last year. So uh, not much ball movement going around in this program. Well, they run everything through the high post, though. But yeah, no, I, I get, I get what you're saying. Yeah, I mean, they are going to miss Dingle. I mean, Dingle, it's not easy to uh, replace 24. So we got a little bit of diversity here. You're down on the Quakers. I trust the culture of Steve Donahue and the Quakers. I'll tell you, who I trust. I trust the Princeton Tigers because they came through for me on that plus 900 money line against Arizona Wildcats. Uh, all right. So obviously 23 and nine, 10 and four last year, NCAA tournament, sweet 16 appearance at their wins again over Arizona and Missouri. I think people forgot about the Missouri win because everybody just remembers the Arizona game. Uh, Mitch Henderson, all of a sudden in his 13th year, they do lose a lot. Uh, a couple heroes from that NCAA 
tournament team, Sweet 16 team. Um, I can't. I, you know, they went on a run, and I still can't pronounce their fucking names. Uh, <laughs> my man, my man, Evan Bowen. I, I never could pronounce his name. Evwan. I, he ever said Team Point. Iwoma. 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 Yeah. Got it. Yeah. No idea how how you get a woman out of that, but that's what it is. Yeah, I know. All I know is he averaged 15, 6, and 5, so that's a big loss. Uh, Langborg averaged 12, 12, and 3. He was also a big piece. Keyshawn Kelman, I mean, another big piece here. 8, 4, even at a block a game. They, they, they did lose a lot. They had some freshmen in here. Um, I mean, this is uncharted territories. We've never really had an Ivy League team go on a run, and how how did they respond with, with definitely the target being on their back? Um, I also didn't think they were – I'm not going to say that they were that good in the regular season. Um, they, they still were able to do their jobs. They still were able to muster out a, what, 23-9 and nine year, 10-4 and four in the Ivy League. But I, I – I thought Yale was better, the better basketball team. Princeton just got hot at the right time. I I kind of think they take a slight step back with all the losses. and But, I mean, it's still definitely a team that's going to get to the Final Four for their invitational. What do you think of this team, uh, Noah? Sweet 16, yeah, Princeton Taggarts. <laughs> I kind of mentioned it at the top of the show. You know, Princeton hosted that Ivy League tournament last year, and they were yes. able to edge out Yale head-to-head. <clears throat> So, uh, overall, I thought Yale had the better season as well. Princeton just had the luck of the draw. And Mitch Henderson, he, he's kind of built a pretty good track history at Princeton lately. Like, not just talking about the Sweet 16 appearance last year, he has led the program to four straight Ivy League tournaments. Um, the Tigers, they were my pick to take down the Ivy League last year in that tournament and also in the regular season. But I'm I'm pumping the brakes this, this year after they – they lose their superstar big man in Tosana Buoma, um, along with two other key contributors in Ryan Langbord and Keyshawn Kelman. I think that's going to hurt. Uh, the team is young, and they're quite inexperienced. I think Henderson's going to keep the Tigers in the mix. I think he's a pretty dang good coach. I think you, you were saying it's kind of unprecedented. You know, the last time that kind of an Ivy League team made a little run in the NCAA tournament was Harvard, and they did build a little bit of a run. Um, and then the only thing that kind of stopped it was, you know, the Ivy league decided not to play sports for a year. So complete uh, joke. Yeah. So I think the Princeton, Princeton Tigers could step in and be like that Harvard Crimson. Uh, I think him, uh, Henderson's going to keep the Tigers in the mix to be in the league's top four by the end of the year, but they are not a front one, a front runner to win it this year. So last time, no, they, they went to the tournament. They, they went 23 and seven, 14 and zero in Ivy league play. That was in 2017. The next year, they took a step back, and it was their worst year in the Henderson era, finishing fifth. I don't think they're going to finish fifth and and miss the tournament, but I kind of see them in that three four range. I don't I don't think they're going to be at the top again. I, I'll tell you, looking at the conference, I don't see four teams that are like better than Princeton <laughs> in their situation. So. Eh, too many private school pussies. So, all right, let's go over to a team. I think we're both going to be on a uh, bullish a little bit on. Oh come on, Mac! No sleepers. <laughs> that, well, there's, there's the I mean, this, this whole this whole league sleepers, but <laughs> I mean, well, let's go to the favorite here, the Yale Bulldogs, and you know they're gonna have a chip on their shoulder. James Jones is in his 24th season already. Holy shit! I did not realize Jones has been there 24 years. I thought it was like year 14. Wow. 
Um, EJ Jarvis departs 11 points a game. Isaiah Kelly, six points a game. Other than that, they bring back a shitload. They bring in Casey Simmons over from Northwestern. Oh, hey, there we go. Private school, pussy, Big Ten school to the <laughs> Ivy League. Perfect fit. Uh, Trevor Mullen, freshman. Samson, Aleten, freshman. Janat Bisma, freshman. I mean, what is there not to like with this Yale team? This, I mean, they were the best team top to bottom last year. Um, on the offense defensive side, they returned four starters. This has got to be the pick to win the league, right? Yeah. The betting odds. What? I said in the betting odds say that. Yeah, they're they're the betting favorite this year. I think it is the pick to win it. Uh Yale returns seventy five percent of their minutes and 74.7% of its scoring from last season. The Bulldogs, they returned four double-digit scoring starters from a season ago. Senior big man Matt Noling will be the go-to option on the offensive side of mm-hmm. the ball with August Mahoney and John Pulakaitis on the wings shooting 46.7% uh, and 40.1% from three, respectively. Both of them averaged double digits last year. And then lastly, their point guard, Bez Bang, averaged 10.5 points per game with three assists and four boards. I think this is the best roster on paper in the Ivy League. Last year, the Bulldogs won the regular season, but because of the rotating Ivy League tournament, we've mentioned this a couple times, they lose at Princeton to Princeton. Um, This year, they won't have to worry about losing to a home team in the conference tournament because it's at Columbia. With that driving James Jones team this season, I think Yale wins the Ivy League and they win the tournament, played at Columbia. Hint, hint, the Lions, they're not going to be playing, hosting a game against Yale. So I, I think the Bulldogs win it, and they go dancing. Uh, and, and Trevor, thank you for that. They they, they had an overseas team as well. I, I, I kind of mentioned it. Some of the best teams I've been a part of, uh, we, we had an overseas trip, more practices, more continuity. James Jones, we, we've already talked about it too, in his 24th season. Um, he's been there, done that. I kind of think this is a team we're going to want to back in November. I, I think this is a great live dog multiple times. Uh, they made the NCAA tournament two years ago. They also made it in 2019. Should have beat LSU. They were right there to win that game. Uh, 2015-16, they were right there too. This kind of feels like a 23-24-25 win team, Noah. Uh, yeah, for sure, because uh, I looked at the schedule <laughs> before this. Didn't mention it, but they're only a dog in two games on Torvik the entire season. Uh, their non-con is quite a joke. <laughs> um, oh, they, they play, go to Gonzaga. They play Gonzaga in game two, but uh, they're not a dog until they go to Kansas <laughs> December 22nd. So uh, those are the two spots they're playing high majors. The true toss-up game on the schedule is at Vermont, December 2nd. That one's going to be great. Wait, time out, time out, time out. Sup, sup, sup. They're they're a toss-up at Vermont. I mean, that's going to be a lock already. Vermont does not lose at home. They're not losing to Yale. Oh, Vermont lost a lot. They lost a lot this year. Oh, system play, that's when they're going to start tuning it up. It's the exact same thing that Vermont did last year. They stumbled out of the gates, and they really heat up in the – they're not AC. losing to an Ivy League school. An Ivy League school that's like one of the best teams in the country on paper. They return almost everything. I'll be on Vermont unless there's serious injuries. So we're already, I don't, we're already I don't debating know who I'm gonna be on. December I think, 2nd games. <laughs> I, I said it's a toss-up. I said it's a true toss-up. Don't be putting me on the side here. I said it's a toss-up. 
No is siding with the wine and cheese crowd. Give me the Vermont. We get tougher up there in the in the Vermont. A little little snow game up there in the great northeast. Uh sorry, I kind of cut you off there. But yeah, their schedule is soft. It's it's soft. They they have a game at Gonzaga, a game at Kansas, and then Vermont. Uh, at Vermont, but uh, after that, it, not many spots to take them as a dog. However, yeah. uh, the market still could be off, and you can find some spots where they're not favored by enough here. At, I mean, at Rhode Island, if they're going to be a dog, but it doesn't look like they're going to be a dog in that game. Man, I was really hoping that we would catch him against like a Boston College or somebody, or some like a shitty Power Five team that we we thought they could pick off. I mean, you look at what they did last year in those bye games. They almost won a Colorado. They almost won a Butler. Hell, they almost won a Kentucky. Um, Rob mentions that they they play at Loyola Marymount. I mean, they lose two of their top three players, but the one Kelly that Le is Pepe. returning, it's <laughs> it's Le Pepe. So Le Pepe Marymount University out there, they travel there. So it's a little bit of a, a West Coast trip there at the beginning with Gonzaga, Loyola. Um, and then they they take a break after that Kansas game for Christmas, and then they go back out to Santa Clara, and then they come to the Howard. <laughs> so they, they go out to San, Santa Clara, California, then they go to D.C. <laughs> Three days later. That's tough. Yeah, I, I just had a flashback to when Colby and I lock battled Le Pepe's last game against Gonzaga, and Gonzaga was up 36 at, at half. <laughs> do you, do you, do you agree ahead. with Wichita State fan in the chat, Garrett Wing? Oh, goes, 100%. Kansas is 100%. a shitty Power 5 team. Oh, yeah. They, I, they're, <laughs> going, they're, going, they're going 15 and 16 this year. Hope they lose every game. Uh, no, Kansas is good, unfortunately. Hastings right, says no. they're worth a look first half against the Zags. They covered against Kentucky for me, and they Is were Timmy without. Back? No, no, <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> uh, they're not even Gonzaga wasn't even picked by the media to win the West Coast Conference this year, and uh, what was I going to say? Um, Yale covered for me against Kentucky last year, and they played without Matt Noling, one of their best players. So they've played and covered against these high majors before. It's not 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 bad at all to back a private league or a private school pussy against yeah. one of these high majors. <laughs> I I mean, they're going out to another private school pussy in Gonzaga. I, I, I'll That's tell true. you what. Uh, I saw that Gonzaga wasn't picked by the media to win that. Hey, who wants to, <laughs> who wants to bet me right now that Gonzaga yeah. wins? Cool. Right, Max, Max who, taking action. I'm taking action right now. That's like saying Kansas isn't going to win the Big 12. What the hell are we talking about? Or Vermont's not going to win the America East. Gonzaga is going to win the WCC. I digress. So, uh, all right, Noah, let's let's go through our top eight, and then let's get over to the MAAAC on the no, other side. Um, all right, so in the eight hole, who do you got batting in the eight hole? Uh, Shakira and the Colombians. <laughs> I, I do, I do too. <laughs> uh, who do you have in the seven hole? Harvard. I got Dartmouth. Who do you have in six? Um, Penn. Ooh, it is a step back. Yeah. I got Brown. Who do you got in the five hole? Dartmouth. Dartmouth. Um, I will go Harvard misses by one game once again. Harvard doesn't get it done. Um, 
All right, I, here you got I have Dartmouth missing by one one game once again. That's three years in a row if that happens to Dartmouth. Do you want to do do you want to rattle off your top four since this is a top four biased league? Yeah, why not? I'll go so at at four, I have Brown. At three, I have the Princeton Tigers. At two, I have Cornell, the big red chewing gum. And at number one, winning the regular season, winning the conference tournament. And being a threat to win an NCAA tournament game, I got the Yale Bulldogs. I like it. I like it. I think you and I are seeing eye to eye on a lot of this. Uh, I got Steve Donahue finding a way once again to get to uh, the Final Four. I'll give me the Quakers in the four hole. Princeton, the Tigers, a little bit of setback in the three hole. Cornell, the Big Red. Um, they're they're in the two, but I think there's a big discrepancy because I got the Yale Bulldogs as well as number one. And I do agree with you. I think they're live, whoever they play in the first tournament game. I wish they were a little more tested, though, in the non-con. Yeah, 100%. I agree with you there. But, I mean, we'll see what this team is made of. They, they played two legit, I, I, I would say, probably top 25 teams. I don't know how, how good Gonzaga is going to be yet this year. I mean, that's going to be a great spot. They bring back a lot. Yale does. And Gonzaga is pretty unproven. They're going to get Gonzaga in game two of the season on November 10th. Um, just thinking about that more uh, as I continue to look at the schedule, I, I've I've fallen in love with that spot more after the last four or five minutes here. Uh, I, I think Yale could actually be a threat because early in the season last year when Gonzaga, they they were bringing back a couple of questionable pieces in the, in the backcourt. There was truly some questions. They were struggling at home in the kennel. Like it was ungonzaga like. I think Yale might be able to, might be able to might be able to catch them. I agree. I uh yeah, I I, I, I kind of like them. Trevor also has Yale, Princeton, Cornell, Penn, um, similar top fours. Man, I'm I'm looking forward to this season, man. I can't wait. I just talk talking schedules, talking Ivy League. Um, November six, like you said, two weeks away. Um, like you said, Noah and I will be on the B side, the B side for MAAAC. Um, <laughs> but please, everybody, do us a favor: subscribe to the College Basketball Experience. We're here every single night, November six. November 6th is coming, or November 5th, sorry. Every single yeah, night. November night, uh, November 5th, the night yeah. before the opening night, we'll be live picking games. Yeah, I just I just looked at my calendar, and I got a wedding on November 4th, so I'll be traveling back, and no better way to just dive right into it, baby. <laughs> dive into the stinker. Avoid the Courtney Love specials early and often in the season. Um, go check out the college football experience, too. They're picking every single game over there. It's FCS, FBS, so go check out the FCS experience. Go check out our channel over there at the Big 12 Experience. We're breaking down this Big 12 football race, previewing the Big 12 basketball season, best league in America. We all come together on YouTube at the College Experience. So please like, subscribe, tell your friend, tell your friend's dog, tell your mom, tell whoever, <laughs> tell your grandma, uh, I wanna, tell all I your wanna... neighbors. I want to answer Garrett Winkler in the YouTube chat. <clears throat> he goes, do you guys do a locks episode for win totals and futures uh, for college basketball? He says, I know there's one for college football. We'll have to pitch it for Colby. It's not currently yeah. in the schedule plans. Um, we'll they think about really, it. They don't really uh, have over under win totals though for college. Basketball. They, they come out like in the last week and they're yeah. all kind of scattered. There's no guarantee you'll get the team that you're kind of yeah. hoping for. 
Um, you'll get a lot of the high majors and then some of the bigger name brands for the mid major stuff. But <clears throat> I would say if, if you are looking for that content, if it's going to be there, be sure that you're subscribed to the YouTube channel, turn on the bell because sometimes we're a little bit late putting these out on the uh, streaming platforms on podcasts for sure. Um, and I know iTunes is having a big issue right now. Um, it's not just with us. It's all across uh, the platform. Uh, just some of the hosts, the podcast hosts that we have to work through iTunes has just kind of left them in the dark. So uh, not the greatest time we're working through it. There is a way around it and it's just taken us longer on this end. And with college football season going on, I mean, Colby's grinding out, 10 episodes a week with college football alone. So that's the tough part. So if you're looking for content like that, or you want the conference previews quicker, check us out on YouTube, the college experience. And then uh, if you want to look up specifically the college basketball experience, there's a playlist on there. Yeah. And, and when in doubt everybody too, and I, I try to plug this as much as I can check out the picks page. The picks page has future. We're going to have futures on there too. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, we, 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 I mean, we're, we try to do our best to update that. I, I know I'm always on that picks page because I yeah. know it's just an easy, quick way. I know all of you guys have Last jobs or you're, you're on the move. So it's like, hey, let me just check what side these guys are on. You don't have time to listen Correct. to an hour and a half or on the Saturday episodes, a three hour episode. So last year, page is like a cheat code. Yeah. Last year, Colby, Mac, NC, Nick, and I picked every game of every day on that, uh, on tally site, which is the widget that we use to display it on the website. So when, uh, you're getting into February, some of these records are like 3,600 and 3,200, <laughs> you know, you know, yeah. those are the ones that have been there for the full season. <laughs> oh, hey, I'm going to pick every goddamn game once again. And I will not pick Pitt, so eat shit Pitt. So that's a guarantee <laughs> I will make to our uh, users so, and so my he's clients. losing 20 games ATS automatically just by Oh, that, see, that. It, it, we, we've seen it. Like, you see the Vikings in the NFL. You see TCU in college football. The teams uh, that have the best ATS record the year before, next year's a shit year. That's happening. So I forgot check out- they were very good ATS last year. Oh, I remember I that. I do remember Notre Dame, Mike Bragg beating their ass on the money line. That was a nice night. So. Yeah, I, I remember them beating <laughs> Iowa State, too. So. Oh, God, don't even <laughs> remind me of that. The, the, the worst offensive performance, even worse than <laughs> Iowa football, I will ever watch in my entire life. So that's enough banter for the evening, Noah, um, for yeah. about 20 minutes, because we're on the B side here in a little bit, talking MAAAC. We'll see you guys then. Let it ride.